0: I want to start with a little story. It was last Sunday morning as we were driving down to North Carolina and I fell asleep, which is not uncommon. I wasn't driving, by the way. <laughs> Just, let's make that clear. I was not driving. I was a passenger. I uh, fell asleep and I woke up at 10.35 a.m. and then I turned to Brother Gary Dodd, and I said, it's not too often that I get to take a nap during the church hour. And I'm like, it felt kind of good. And uh, he uh, said something to the effect of, well, everyone else in the congregation gets to nap. So, uh, you know, it it was finally your turn. So the, the preacher gets a turn to take a nap. Amen. I also really appreciated listening to Brother Dale's message from last week about how we are to deepen our connection with God through our relationship with Jesus. He encouraged everyone to draw near to Him. Yes, in this season of Lent, we are focusing on our journey with Jesus, staying in step with our Savior. We've heard it said that the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Every journey, no matter how long, starts with a single step in the right direction. We see in our scriptures today how a few simple steps fishermen, decided to take that first step to follow Jesus. Let's go there together. Mark chapter 1, to read how their journey with Jesus started. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon, And his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and they followed him. When he had gone a little farther, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat preparing their nets. Without delay, he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. Jesus was on a mission to find disciples who would not only believe in him, but that would follow him wherever he would go, to be with him to hear his teaching, to see his miracles, to see the power of the Father, the power of the kingdom released into the world. He wanted some disciples to follow. The fact that these men left their father's side and left the family business was a big deal. The honor code of respecting The parents, and especially in this culture, in this time, the father, this honor code was a big deal. And so for them to leave their father and this family business said a lot about their commitment to follow Jesus now, a commitment to a new way of life. This commitment of following, this commitment of following was not just for these fishermen. It's for us today. It's for us today. And so the first question for us to begin considering is, Have you responded to Jesus' call to come and follow? It's a decision of the heart, of the will. This is no whimsical decision. This is something that does not happen by accident. We need to know this. Just like those first fishermen. I've talked about that. This is a big deal, this step. Very intentional. It's the same with us. Something we need to decide, yes, we're going to go on this journey with Jesus. See, when we decide to truly follow Jesus, not just believe up here with our head, but for that 12 inches of going down to the heart, and then even further down to the feet, I mean, we're actually going to do something with our faith. Our feet are going to go somewhere in action with wherever Jesus calls us to go and to do what he's calling us to do. When that happens, things start to change. It changed for those fishermen. If we make this decision, things will change for us too. Change for the better. You might be here today visiting for the first time, or you may have attended this church for decades. Maybe you realize today that you've had faith in Jesus, maybe at the head level. But now you need to truly commit to him, following him every day with your heart and your actions. So we are talking about transitioning from believing in Jesus as Savior And that's a good thing. That's where it starts. There's a transition from believing in Jesus as Savior to now following Him as Lord. There is a difference, it means certain hobbies, certain aspirations, allegiances to people and things will need to be left behind in order to fully follow Jesus. Some of those things, and you know even now, the Holy Spirit might be revealing that to you. Things have been kind of getting in the way. There's some things in our lives that need to be left behind. For me, this happened when I was 19. When so many people around me, I was a freshman in college, University of Wisconsin Lacrosse. Many people around me were going this direction and that direction based on what they wanted to do. Kind of like, this is my vision for my life. Or based upon what their parents wanted them to do. Based upon what their boyfriend or girlfriend wanted them to do. But I chose to exclusively go the direction of Jesus and to see what He wanted me to do. the best I knew how. I didn't say I did it perfectly, with my mind, my heart, my will, the best I knew how. That was 20 years ago. There were a hundred people on our mission trip in North Carolina, like I said, all churches, all these backgrounds. It was awesome. Fifty of them were college students. So it got kind of loud, and they stayed up late. I kind of realized I'm not in college anymore. I'm I'm a dad. You know, I need some sleep. Uh, Right, that 20 years ago, yeah, things have changed. But it really took me back to my college years, You know, talking with these kids, encouraging them, asking them about their background, how, how God brought them to North Carolina to help the people. So encouraged by them. Um, They were taking action with their faith. Following the Lord with their feet. Swinging the hammer. Turning the wrench. Spackling the drywall. They were doing something. They were rebuilding homes. And rebuilding lives for Jesus and the kingdom. For too many people, making this kind of sold-out commitment keeps getting delayed. They say, "I I know I'm not living in God's will, but I will down the road. I will. But living for Jesus is a decision that should not be put off. It should be done Today, in Mark 1, verse 18, which we read, we hear that after Jesus said, come, follow me, they left their nets at once. Two important words. They didn't wait to start the journey with Jesus. They didn't wait. They followed at once. So again, I would ask, have you responded to Jesus's call to come and to follow? If so, amen. If not, today is your day. Not tomorrow. Today. He is extending his love toward you today. To follow him. To live life. To its fullest to be blessed and to be a blessing to everyone around you this is the day what we have said so far is this that just like the earliest disciples we are to start the journey and to stay on the journey with Jesus following him as our true lord and leader of our lives but now we must ask, what are we to do as his disciples? What does it mean to follow Jesus? Our answer is in Mark 1, verse 17. Again, something we just read a few moments ago. Jesus says, come and follow me. And, that's a key word here. Meaning, what comes after and is our answer. Come and Follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. So, what is our purpose as disciples of Jesus? It's to fish for people so they too can know and follow Jesus. The disciples learned that fishing for fish and fishing for people have some similarities and they have some differences. And these are things that we should know as well. These aren't up on the screen, but just listen in. Okay. Thinking this through, fishing for fish, fishing for people, similarities. They both take great intention. Like I said earlier, this, is, this doesn't happen by accident. You have to say this is something I'm gonna do. So fishing for fish, fishing for people. I'm gonna get out there. Number two, they both take patience. Uh, I know I don't have the best patience, and so I'm out fishing. Are you there for a while? Nothing. No bites. That's it. Let's go. (laughs) Good fisherman needs to stick around. Right? Amen, Brother Kenny. Right? Like the fish. You gotta stick around. You gotta wait. Be patient. And that's the same for people. Sometimes it doesn't happen right away. That's okay. But we're going to keep going out. Some differences here between fishing for fish and fishing for people. When we fish for fish, our perspective is, I'm going to catch you by force. And I'm going to reel you in whether you like it or not. Not so with us as disciples of Jesus in fishing for people. Like fishing, we intentionally go out, but we do not force anyone to come to Jesus. Jesus didn't do it, so nor should we. See, when we force our faith on people, when they're not ready or willing to listen, we can push them further away. We have to remember this. We don't fish by force. We freely offer. We freely offer it to all for them to accept by faith in their time. Like I said to some of the people down in North Carolina in in my devotion I gave down there, I say it to us up here. We need to simply love people toward Jesus. That's what we can do. Best we know how. We don't always have the right words. We don't do it right. But if we can say, I want to help love everyone towards Jesus, towards Him, towards the Savior, He'll know what to do. This is the best thing we can do for people on this side of heaven, to help everyone know they have a home in heaven. And unlike the world where love is so bland, this is what I see in our culture. See, love is bland, love is so generalized. It's just love, just love. But we love with a purpose. And we love toward a person. To fish for people and to bring them into the boat with Jesus means we don't fish with a hook. We fish with a handle. I want you to think about this Today. About how you're going to start fishing with a handle on the end of your line. I want you to fish and cast out the handle of hope. Saying to people, grab on. Take hold. And then they have the decision of whether they will take hold or not. But we will keep casting. Let that be true of us as a church and as God's people. We will keep casting that handle of hope for everyone To take hold. It means we're going to keep going out. To the edge of the water. Getting in the boat if we have to. Going out to everyone. Who needs a new start. Who needs a new life. So as we close. Here's a question to consider today. And to reflect on this week. What shift. Do you need to make. In your life. To be more in step with our Savior. Maybe it's your day to rise up with renewed faith and courage to start following Jesus consistently every day. You're saying, I'm going to go His way now, not my own way, not anyone else's way. I'm going Jesus' way. For He says He is the way. And the truth and the life. Or maybe for you, getting in step with Jesus means that you will not neglect any longer your calling to fish for people. You're gonna say, This is what Jesus says, I'm gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it by force, I'm gonna do it with love. And I'll love people towards our Savior. See, staying in step with our Savior means we obey what He's told us to do. That we are to love people enough to cast out our line with that handle of hope on the end. Cast it out again and again through our words and our deeds, through our lives. And that others would know, that they would know without a shadow of a doubt that Jesus loves them and that we love them. And that we're going to walk together on this journey with Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, help us today to follow. Lord, help us to make that sold out commitment. We won't do it perfectly, but today, in our hearts, whoever needs to say that yes to you, they say yes. Jesus, I am yours now. Take me. Make me, shape me, mold me. I want to follow you now. Follow you all my days. And help us to fish for people. Lord, to go out there. Or for so many people need your love. Take our feet out of this church today. And whoever we're around, may they know of your love. May we share your love with others. Lord, for your glory and for the good of all, we say amen.